All right, gang, here we are. Uh, Luke Humphrey here with Hanson's Coaching Services and uh, wanted to do a quick uh, little talk here. Give you a little visual too of uh, talking about modifying your training plan to fit a race. And so a uh, recent blog post I just uh, had written. So um, there's a couple looks at the uh, training schedules that might be worth to actually make a video of um, and post as a podcast for you. So uh, we'll, let's just jump right into it. And uh, since this is time of writing this, it's, it's uh, late July. Uh, a lot of people are in their marathon training for a fall marathon. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of 5Ks and 10Ks and stuff around going on. And then in the fall, you got half marathons and stuff like that. So what fits, when it fits, and should you even do it? So let's uh, let's dive right in. So in our open Facebook group, we have about 3,000 members at the time of this. And so thanks to them, I have a nearly unlimited source of blog topics, which actually is great because uh, I always get stuck. Uh, right now, a frequent question you're getting is in regards to modifying the training plan in order to fit a race in. I always chuckle at responses people give. Some are so hardcore that they feel like the schedule is the quote-unquote written word and will scold a person for even thinking about racing during a marathon segment because people who know me will talk about it a little bit, but I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of racing during a marathon segment, but uh, I realize there are scenarios it is, it is okay. Uh, others, others live for racing would race every other week, every weekend if the budget and relationships were not an issue and their responses are the complete opposite. The truth is, depends, but like anything else, there is a time and place for everything. And so let's take a look at what those options are. Um, and one thing I will say just quickly on that is when people are racing all the time during a marathon segment, even really any, any training segment that they get into, um, I've noticed that, and I've noticed that most of those people never have really any very big breakthroughs. They'll get lucky a few times and race some, some decent times, but for the most part, they just kind of are stagnant for the majority of their training segment. And and uh, I think if you're really looking, and, and that's that's fine. If if you're looking just to go have fun and be social and and do these things and be with your crew, you know, on a regular basis, by all means, that's fine. But for for what I'm talking about, we're talking about maximizing your performance, you know, you're putting a lot of time and effort into running a marathon, especially. And so you don't want to sabotage that by really sacrificing training just so you can get more races in. And so that's really what I'm, what I'm getting at. So my general feelings on racing during the marathon segment, and there are a lot of people who become discouraged with me when I do, when I discourage them from racing so much during a marathon training segment. For me, every race, during the marathon segment should serve a purpose. Every race should serve a purpose. If a person is just running at the local 5K to beat a rival, but then still wanna have lofty goals for the marathon, then I always have to ask them what their big picture goals are. For one, racing a 5K in the middle of the marathon segment won't do too much for your confidence. You're probably just not gonna be ready. And if you and if you follow my, my kind of guidelines, you're not gonna be 5K sharp and you're not gonna be really ready to run a 5K. You really shouldn't have the ability to run your best 5K while you're training for a 26-mile race, right? So you're trying to race fast at something when you're training for something that's eight times as long. So you just have to keep those things in perspective. If you do, then I would – and if you do run well, then I would be concerned because if you are a new runner – but if you are a new runner there's never who's never raced any, any distance very much, then you'll see improvement. But for any seasoned runner, it shouldn't be the case. You shouldn't see a lot of short PRs 
during a marathon segment if you're if you're a fairly advanced runner. So what I I see two maybe three cases for running a race during a marathon segment. Even even in these scenarios, it should be at specific times during the training segment, and this we'll discuss later on. But for now, let's discuss the three scenarios. One is if you're trying to establish a baseline for training. So if you let's say you haven't raced anything in a few months and aren't really sure of what kind of marathon time you should be training for at specific times during the marathon segment a race can be beneficial to get a baseline for your marathon training goals especially for newer runners who just don't have any idea what they're capable of doing the second scenario is performing a dress rehearsal for the marathon aka the simulator that we've talked about before um, you know doing going through everything that you would do during your race day um, the purpose here is not to try to test your fitness, but rather to go through every detail that you will go for, go through on your big race day. If done right, the race is set up, it's not set up for the person to race all out. So they have to go in not expecting a personal best. That's something you have to be willing to grasp at that time. Like I'm not going in here. I'm going here to nail essentially a, a workout, a, a marathon rehearsal. I'm not necessarily going in here to, um, to run my fastest half marathon ever. The last scenario is that if a race falls into a time when a long tempo can be replaced, like an eight, nine, 10 mile tempo, every segment runners will complain that they struggle doing tempos by themselves. And there's a race that would be perfect situation, a substitution for that. While I understand the desire to have a little extra motivation to perform well on a tempo run, I know because we talk about how big those tempos really are. I also know human tendencies. So I know that more times than not, Runners will not heed the speed limits and then dig themselves in a hole that takes away from other training and sets us back. I'm not, I'm always a lot less likely to give full, full on green lights for this option. So this is kind of the one I really don't give too many times. Um, so let's jump into what, what those scenarios are a little in a little deeper. So for short races, like a 5K or 10K, since speed is done, in the beginning part of the of the training segment, the urge is to run these these races during this block of training. And honestly, the logic is here is sound. You know, we're doing speed work. You know, right now it's June and July. Why not Why not capitalize on some of that and and do a 5K or 10K? And that's kind of a little bit how the a little bit into the reasoning why the speed is in the beginning of the segment. We've talked about other reasons why too, but. Um, one is, yeah, there, this is, if you're going to race 5Ks or 10Ks, you know, over the summer, then, uh, then this is the time to do it. And, and then we can really kind of transition into full-on marathon training. But um, honestly, for a lot of people, especially in the beginner, they're really doing this more to kind of establish what that baseline would be for their, for their marathon training once they get into the bigger tempo runs and things like that. So for those with no race experience, below the chart I'm showing on, on here, weeks five and six of the classic marathon plan. It's a great time to establish a baseline, not only for your goal marathon effort, but how the workouts look, workouts look leading up to it. So week five and six, so week five, you can see there, you haven't started any workouts. Um, and then week six, you start, you start the workouts. Uh, so this is actually kind of a big jump in training as well. But uh, week five is really, you've kind of gone through that base period and uh and then you're ready to jump into workout so if you're really looking for a true baseline it might be a time to do it so how i'd adjust for the race on week five and this is for the beginning marathon program so so monday of week five monday through 
uh, Wednesday are essentially the same. And then Thursday would be five easy, four would be, Friday would be four easy, Saturday would you do your 5K race, and Sunday you would do four easy. So you kind of do that race as uh, an intro into the next segment. So you're not going to be fit, really, you're going to be fit as far as you're having built your base mileage and your ability to run a 5K but it's not necessarily going to be your best 5k but what it's showing you is where you're at currently what i might be able to to do for for a marathon training like setting a time or something like that and it just kind of gives you the option to kind of test where you're at um that more than more than anything and then next week you would jump into the training i put it here too because week five to week six tends to be um a big jump in training as far as all of a sudden the mileage is more and the intensity is more so adding that race on saturday you include a warm-up and cool down It'll actually throw a little bit of intensity in the week five and bring your mileage up a little bit. So that jump between five and six isn't quite as much as it would it, as it would be before. So um, I would definitely consider it at that point. And if you can't find a race specifically in week five, then you can set up a time trial uh, for 3.1 miles and use that data. But honestly, I, I feel like just even being in Michigan, there's races every single weekend. I mean, like you could probably three or four races on a, on a weekend. So it really shouldn't be that part of a bit big of a problem in the summer and fall, even the spring you should be able to find, find races. And in the winter, you might not necessarily want to do that anyway. All right. For advanced marathon plans, here's how it would look. You can look at week five. Uh, you're actually already into speed work. And this is, this is actually better for you in the advanced plan because you've already gone through a few weeks of speed speed and tempo. So you're, you're actually getting fairly fit from a 5K and 10K standpoint. Um, and you can, uh, you can get into a, a race and be a little bit more aggressive on it. Um, so you can see there what weeks five and six look like. Not, you know, five by 1K, six mile tempo. And then the next week you got your four by 1200, seven mile tempo and, uh, and then a 10 easy on Sunday. So how I would adjust is, Week five really wouldn't adjust. I would try to miss week five because you have that 12-mile long run. Um, you don't want to necessarily mess with that. Week six, however, you can still do the workout, and then you get to the Thursday. You don't do the tempo run, right? You just you move. You would basically move um, that eight easy on Saturday to Thursday. Keep Friday the same race on Saturday, and then just do like eight miles easy on on Saturday, on Sunday. Um, then the following week going into week seven, you just can, you basically just continue on. Um, and why you probably can do that is because if you're, especially if you're only racing a 5k, you're going to be able to recover fairly quickly from that. You'll have Sunday and Monday to really focus on recovery and you should be able to just pick up the schedule without really any type of change at all. Okay, so just looking at this a little in depth, when you race Saturday of week six, make sure you warm up at least two miles, then make your cool down long enough to get to 10 miles. And so you kind of double dip and you're getting a hard effort in, but you're also getting enough mileage to cover for that long run. Essentially, this will give you an extra recovery day with Sunday being a shorter, easy day, and this will allow you to pick right back up on the schedule on Tuesday. Make sure you focus on recovery as soon as the race is over, the three R's, rehydrate, refuel, and rest. Overall, the best bet to race short is early in the segment when you're doing a speed, nothing longer than a 5k for beginners and a 10k for advanced with the right timing. You won't miss much as far as training. 
in one temple that maybe one temple that sandwiched between two similar distances and no long runs will be missed. That's that's the key. You don't you're not missing any long runs. You're not really sacrificing any training days to get that to get that race in. All right. So for longer races, 15 to K to 25 K. Uh, once we get past the speed workouts and into the strength, I always feel it's time to be. You got to really be all in for marathon training. Everything you're doing is with marathon on your, you know, that's your primary goal. Nothing else is really going to to jut into that. So this is this is when training is solely focused on running a good marathon. So if you do have to race, it has to be something that makes sense from a marathon performance standpoint. In all honesty, I'm talking about an opportunity to replace a long tempo run with a long race with a few speed limits. So looking at what the beginner plan looks like, weeks 11 through 13, you know, you're into that. You basically, you've started strength. You have an eight-mile tempo. And then you have the 16-mile long run that week 11. Week, week 11. The following week, you have strength. And then you jump up to a nine-mile tempo. And then you have a 10 easy slash long run, however you look at it. So then week 13, you're back onto that strength. And then you jump up to a 10-mile tempo and you have a 16 mile long run. So, um, so week 12 is really kind of a transition week for you doing the strength and that you jump up a little bit in tempo, but your long run comes back. And then the, once you get to week 13, that's really kind of who baby, you have the long tempos, you got the strength workouts and you're going to have a couple more 16 mile long runs. So, um, really, that's really when it's, you know, nitty gritty for, for marathon training. And I don't, I wouldn't really mess with anything after, after that point. So weeks 11 to 13 are common times. People get the urge to race, and it's probably when it makes the most sense for longer races as you run, as you've now progressed from speed to strength workouts. The structure of the advanced plan will look the same, just different easy day mileage. So the structure, of, this is basically both plans. Easy mileage will be different, a little bit higher on the advanced plan. Um, so how to adjust for different scenarios. The first one, Saturday race with a long run weekend so essentially we're talking about having a 16 miler so in our example let's stick with weeks 11 to 13 in the beginner schedule week 11 would require no adjustments week 12 would be the race week and will be your week of adjustments so first scratch that nine mile tempo on thursday and replace it with saturday's eight miles easy friday would stay the same saturday would be your race and would take place of your tempo okay Sunday should be a day to focus on recovery, but still get in six to eight miles. With this overall mileage for the race week, will actually be pretty close to what is scheduled, especially if you do a two-mile tempo, two, or a two-mile warm-up, two-mile cool-down, or even a three-mile warm-up, two-mile cool-down, some kind of variation in there, you can get the mileage to be pretty darn close to what you have for the scheduled long run. And then, um, obviously, your effort's going to be higher um, with that. If the race is on Saturday, the following week shouldn't need adjustments as long as you really put emphasis on recovering after the race through Monday. So that means really focusing on recovery on Sunday and Monday. So again, those three hours, rehydrate, refuel, replenish, maybe hit the antioxidants, things like that. But really make sure that the muscles and everything are, are recovered and you're ready to go by the time you get to Tuesday. Saturday race. Of long, oops. <laughs> I was getting ahead of myself, don't I? Um, I think it got kind of goofed around. So, 
uh, of a not, oh, sorry, I apologize. So that was a non-run, non-long run weekend. So that was a non-16 miler weekend. So if you're reading the blog post, forget it. So essentially everything I just said was re in regards to a weekend that was not a long run weekend. So that'd be the, the weekend sandwich between the two 16 milers. Now, the, now we're going into the Saturday race of a long run weekend. So this would be a weekend that you do have a 16 miler. First off, try to avoid this. I recognize that dates will not care when your 16 mile long runs are, but if you can't avoid, you should be able to avoid, you should try to avoid this at all costs. With that said, I attempt to live in reality and you should have a couple options. So let's say there's a 10 mile race on a week of week 13 of your training plan. Your best option would be to Sunday's long run to Thursday and shorten the distance up to 10 to 12 miles. So you really make it a medium long run, something that's going to be, you know, pretty close to an hour and a half for you, depending on your experience level. So, you know, obviously 10 minute pace, um, you can, you, if you're doing that, you can get a pretty good long run in. Um, but some, you want something that's going to be well over an hour. Um, you know, you know, obviously if I don't have time to do a two hour run during the middle of the week, but if you can get, you know, 75 to 90 minutes in, that's pretty solid. Then keep Friday the same race on Saturday. If you make the warm up and cool down longer, the total mileage for the day will be close to what the long run would be. So um, we're not making it completely easy on Thursday because essentially I, I don't want you to be able to run all out on this. I want you to be tired enough where you know if you if marath if you hit marathon pace, that's pretty good. Like if you dip down a little under marathon pace, that's pretty good. I don't want you to be like setting PRs during these things. I want you to treat them like they're going to be workouts. Just make sure Sunday and Monday run very easy. And again, it's always about that next two days making a uh, big emphasis on recovery. All right, so Sunday dress rehearsal race. So this would be like if you're going to do a half marathon, typically on Sunday, you know, this is how you how you would do it. So week 16 and 17, so now you're, you're getting to the point where you're winding down the hard stuff and you're going to start to taper. Um, so you know you've got your strength workouts, your 10 mile tempos. Um, long runs are long runs are pretty much done at this point. So the last three that last long run is is uh, three weeks out. So um, keep that in mind with this. Um, we don't have to uh, worry about getting the mileage in for a long run, but you'll see where some other timing might come into play. So an adjusted plan. You can you can follow along there. Um, We look at week 16 and 17. So ideally, if you're going to do a dress rehearsal, it's going to be week 16 of your plan, three weeks out from your race. I think that's ideal for getting that last big effort in. Um, and you're going to have a little bit of a uh, adjustment the following week, but we, we can work that out. So um, the biggest the biggest thing people will point out to me. So, okay, so going back into this. So basically what we're going to do with this is instead of so week 16 you have six six easy strength and your easy mileage might look a little different but wednesday off 10 mile tempo friday six miles easy saturday and sunday are 10 easy week 17 is eight easy your, your strength workout your last strength workout off day on wednesday last 10 mile tempo on thursday and then seven eight eight so if we do this let's go week 16 we go six easy muscle monday stays the same Tuesday stays the same, Wednesday stays the same, 
Thursday and Friday are now both your 10 miler easy. So you're basically moving Saturday and Sunday to Thursday and Friday. Friday, you move to Saturday, give yourself a shorter day to recover just a little bit. And then Sunday, you do the half marathon. Ideally, I, to me, it's got to be a half marathon or don't do it if you're doing a dress rehearsal. Um, how you'd approach that, you know, I would say marathon pace for the first 10 miles. And then if you can pick, if you want to pick it up the last 5K, that's fine. But your whole purpose of that Sunday race three weeks out is to do um, a dress rehearsal. So what you're going to eat for breakfast at the marathon, how soon you're going to, how much, how early are you going to get up for the marathon? What uniform you're going to wear for the marathon, how you're going to fuel during the marathon, how you're going to, what you're going to do right after the marathon. So everything you're going to do marathon day, I want you to do on this, on this day. And so it's not necessarily about, cranking out a fast time it's more about just going through the motions of what you're going to do on race day and just being in an environment where you're going to have to control your emotions control your pace because the worst thing you can do in a marathon is go out too hard so if you race this too hard tendency is going to be, you're all of a sudden you're going to be in a situation on a marathon day well i went out too hard on this and it was okay and it's not going to be okay on marathon day so i really want you to practice every single thing you're going to do for the marathon then you come back and you have Monday a easy, Tuesday off. You could even make Monday an off day and Tuesday the a easy. That doesn't matter to me. Wednesday you would do your strength workout. Seven would be easy. Friday would be the tempo, and then you'd be right onto the schedule as it is. And so the biggest thing people will point out to me is that the tempo on week 17 has been moved to Friday, which will be nine days out. So all you hardcore people say, oh, you can't do a workout 10 you know your last workout's got to be 10 days out my first response would be very snarky and say that if you that were the case and you were that concerned about the schedule then you wouldn't be racing in the first place and that's a joke i'm laughing on the inside no just kidding so but seriously like it, it, the one day isn't going to make a big difference um honestly i have i have people in the in more do workouts the week of the marathon just because it makes them feel more consistent with training. So I'm not, I'm personally not concerned about having nine days versus 10. And if you are at a point where you need that extra day to recover, then you shouldn't have done that race in the first place because you're overtrained, you're overtrained to begin with. And so that one day isn't going to make the difference. And it, the 10th, the having 10 days wouldn't make a difference. You would have, you know, you're, you're 10, you're, you should be tapering for three weeks at that point if you're that overtrained. And then we've talked about that in other in other things so um but essentially you know you're not that one day isn't going to make that huge of a difference and what i would say to that too is put as soon as that race is over on sunday you go into recovery mode and you take monday and tuesday very very serious on recover recovery and then tempo run you just don't you you just stick to what you're supposed to do on that tempo run and then you still have nine days to clear everything out get recovered and uh be ready to roll uh, a week and a half later. So I realize I probably didn't cover every scenario on this, uh, but this should give you some good guidelines and uh, give you some ideas how to tweak things on your own if, if the case arises. So uh, like always, leave your comments in the Facebook groups, things like that. Uh, be happy to address anything that we need to address. So uh, thanks for listening. Hope that helps you out. And uh, all right, see ya.